Dundeal has the largest range of electric vehicles in Ireland from Ireland's trusted premium car dealerships. That's why you will find MSL Park Motors Skoda on Dundeal. Stop by MSL Park Motors Skoda showroom on Dundeal today and connect with them for great deals on electric vehicles. Dundeal, for electric vehicle deals to feel great about from all of Ireland's trusted car dealerships. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland. Driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. I'm delighted to welcome to the executive chair, uh, Colm Kelleher. He's the managing director of the LHK Group. Colm, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks, Bobby. Now, LHK, we better explain to our listeners what that is first, and then we'll talk a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, we're, a, uh, mm. we're an insurance business, so we do predominantly commercial insurance and financial planning. And this business has been around since... 1938, set up by your your grandfather, also Colm Kelleher. Yeah, my, my grandfather was Miles, set up the business in uh, 1938, and my father, Colm Sr., um, he established a, another office in, in Drogheda in 1970, uh, and then I, I went in and uh, took over that, that business in 2008. All right, well, let's go back a few years, because you grew up uh, just outside Drogheda. Um, I think you said your, your dad established the Drogheda branch in 1970, uh, so so what 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 uh, were you always going to work in the family business? Well, I suppose when I was a little bit younger, <clears> sort of would have the whole family would have been petrol heads, and my dad did a bit of rally driving back in the day. So I probably thought I was going to get a call up for Formula One, <laughs> but uh, s- still waiting for it hasn't quite arrived yet. And in the absence of that, I sort of looked at what my dad was doing and uh, was very interested in the business. And I suppose like most family businesses, would have spent summers working in there, counting the cash and the coins, and you know, sort sort of decided that, that that was for me, and 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 it's been really good choice. You know, it's it's a really interesting business to be involved in. Before you came back to the family business, though, you spent some time in London. Was that a kind of a cutting your teeth in the insurance industry somewhere else? Yeah, I suppose the theory was go to London, you know, cut cut your teeth and 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 learn your trade. London's really the the, the center of the insurance world, so you know, the, the things that can't get done all over the world, be it actors' legs in Hollywood or catastrophes in Japan, uh, all roads lead to London from an insurance perspective. So right. uh, that was a good experience. And then in, in, in reality, um, you know, I sort of looked at the route of staying in that large corporate world and because I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, I had some good opportunities, uh, spent a bit of time in the States, New York, Atlanta, um, and got a lot of travel with, 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 with my former company, um, and I suppose then laterally, I sort of started to, to, to look to home and see, you know, uh, had an interest in running a business and, and felt that we could grow it and felt we had something to offer. Tell me a little bit then, again, you come back, you come into the family business. And I know when you say uh, insurance business per se, but often, you know, in small rural towns, those businesses do so much more. Yeah, and I suppose that was the culture shock for me. I sort of uh, thought I knew it all when it came to insurance. Uh, and then you realise that y- you've never had to ask for a cheque and you've never had to get paid because somebody else did that in a big company. So, um, and, and it's, a, you know, as a, in a rural business, like you say, you're an integral part of the community. Yeah. Uh, both from a business perspective and both from a social context also. So it, that was a lot of learning for me and um, it was um, it, it was an enjoyable but challenging time and it was a recessionary time as well. So you're really sort of all hands on deck. Um, it, it's very much a relationship business, a people business. Again, again, I know even if I look at my own insurance scenario, I've been dealing with the same chap for 30 odd years. 
Uh, we can have a chat about that if you like. So. <laughs> but but it, 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 how much of your business is actually business development, nurturing relationships, or has has the internet changed some of that? That people are going onto insurance comparison sites now, or you know, uh, talk to me a little bit about that because yeah, I, I suppose when we look at our business uh, as an industry at the moment, it's probably going through the fastest change. Um, in the last 60 years. So, you know, there is the relationship element, but people are time poor. Uh, businesses are changing in terms of the risk profile. Cyber is a big issue. People are trying to understand where are the issues coming from? Why is insurance so expensive? How do I mitigate that? So whilst the relationship piece is a really important co- uh, part of that, you know, what I find and what my team finds in advising customers is what they really want is best advice and expectations managed. So what's going to happen and why is it happening and how do we deal with it? Yeah. Um, so it's really, you know, trying to be ahead of developments, be it with insurance companies, but also really more so on the risk perspective. Um, you know, and, and one thing that's, that's, that's really shown through the pandemic is nobody foresaw that in Ireland. Uh, yeah. If people were talking about pandemics three years ago, you'd nearly be laughed at. But... There's a there's a greater acceptance now to the wider risk piece, and and it's it's important for us and our colleagues to fully understand that. Business often feels very let down by insurance companies and the insurance business for a whole plethora of reasons. Either if it's a, a, a you know a gym or an outdoor activity that can't get insurance, you've got a we saw recent high profile disputes with publicans around, you know what, what whether to cover, but but. Could the insurance industry be better at at, at 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 helping and working with business? I feel they could. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things which the insurance industry does does really poorly uh, is just communicate with people. I mean, it's it's an amazing product, really. And in the absence of insurance, nothing happens. A plane can't take off. No one can go on a construction site. Uh, you can't drive your car. Um, so fundamentally, it's a, it's a really important product to to grease the wheels of the economy. Um, so, but we've got to communicate that to people. We've got to attract the best people into the, into the industry. Uh, and I suppose we, I don't think the insurance industry has done a good job on that. So when you look at the issue with publicans, you know, fundamentally what was, what, what the issue was there was that, uh, people hadn't communicated what the product did and more importantly, yeah. what it didn't do. Yeah. Uh, so then you cannot blame someone for the expectation that the, po- that the policy or the product is going to do something that kind of sounds like it should, yeah. but you know, you it's a longer then, discussion, but it's, it's more about the communication piece, I think is really important. And then what about then the competition in the marketplace? Again, people saying, oh, we're pulling out of Ireland because we can't make money there. Or, you know, and we end up with a scenario then that there isn't enough players. Uh, and, and that ultimately means that certain people can't get insurance. Yeah, and that's a, that's a phase we're in at the moment. Um, and I suppose... You know, Brexit's been a big factor in that, probably a little bit misunderstood um, because really we, we tapped into that UK insurance market uh, at free will for a long time and, and that's been largely shut off to certain sectors. Um, so one of the things we as a business have done a lot over the last 12 to 18 months is try and bring in uh, further, further insurers from the European market. And really, you know, part of our job is creating competition um, and part of that is, is educating those insurers that are in Europe in terms of what the positive aspects of, of the Irish market are. And for example, when we look across to, 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 to the UK, whilst our, 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 our values on claims are very high compared to the UK, our frequency is a lot lower. 
And that's something that people don't say. So there's there's less claims per person in Ireland than there is in the UK. Yeah. Um, so it, it is part of that education journey. And we are starting to see more competition coming into the market now. You mentioned earlier, Colm, about the changing landscape of your business. We've seen relatively recently a lot of maybe uh, family businesses in the insurance game, such as yourselves, being sold for big multiples. Uh, and I was reading a kind of an analysis of it that said that these big insurance corporations were acquiring, you know, small family insurances business. They were they were bringing technology to the party and the insurance guys were off, were able to go off playing golf with their clients and it was kind of win-win for everybody. Would you Would you subscribe to that analysis? Yeah, well, well, I suppose, you know, there's been a lot of consolidation in our industry. It's overdue. In, in, in reality, there was you know, 1,200 brokers or something in Ireland and we're a very small economy. Um, and, and really what we're seeing there is a generational change. And, you know, the, the, the business is going to be driven by data and best advice. And a lot of those businesses that are maybe selling to the larger groups, they don't feel that they can do that next journey in terms of developing their business. So we would see the consolidation as, as, a, as a massive opportunity for our business because we're an Irish business for Irish business is what we see. But so you're not for sale. Definitely not for sale. Um, and, uh, you know, contrary to that, we, we've recently made a couple of acquisitions and, you know, w- we plan to make some more. Uh, and, and not only in terms of buying businesses, we want to attract the right people into our business that, that can en- enable us to better advise our, our, our customers. But very interesting that, uh, again, that you're you're growing the business by acquisition as well. It's an interesting strategy for you. Finally, I wanted to ask you about... Uh, you mentioned earlier there, your earlier days, um, you were into, you said you were a petrol head, you were also into, I think, equestrian pursuits. Um, and it was uh, your plan in the early days, maybe uh, to go down the horse route in terms of, or the equine route in terms of a career, but somebody changed your mind. Tell us more. Yeah, well, I, I sort of had about 18 years of age, haven't had a, a little bit of sort of success in the um you know, in the, in the younger years in the equestrian world, sort of headed into my father with my little plan that this was going to be my career and, you know, was going to be able to travel around Europe and, and make an industry out of it, only for him to sort of bring me back to ground pr- pretty quickly and tell me that A, I didn't have the talent or B, he, he didn't have the money to, to, to fund it and I needed to, to get real. So I suppose that led quickly to the, to, the, to the plan B into the insurance industry. All right. Well, look, it's great to talk to you. It's good, it's, it's good to get in behind, uh, under the bonnet, uh, of a business such as yours, how it works, and I think you're you're a very good ambassador for it. So thanks for sharing uh, your story with us this morning. That's Colin Kelleher, uh, managing director of the LHK Group. Thanks Thank for joining us. Thanks, Bobby. Down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at eleven on News Talk. At AJ Products, we offer workplace solutions for office, school, warehouse and environment. But at AJ, we do things differently. Our approach to quality and innovation means we design and make many of our own products, giving a more unique and personal service to our customers. Like our classic and campus clothes lockers, designed and built in our own factory. And our whiteboards, guaranteed for 25 years, only at AJ. Visit ajproducts.ie or call 01 28 11 700. AJ Products. Surprisingly more. Ask AJ.